I understand if this was Rio Surfiero from last season, I would literally start a manhunt for them. And I'm probably going to be capping for my boy. But first off, I don't think the Tommy Thompson substitution is bad. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. This has been created by the people for the people. No more Is everything and anything San Jose Earthquake related? This is Aftershock. Follow San Jose. Welcome back to the Aftershock after a, a pretty boring game, even on the replay. Uh, yeah, I watched this one twice and both times it was a little stale. I mean, the goals were obviously really nice and the win is the best thing ever, but a rather stale game. First, I gotta start out with a shout out to one of the referees who gave me a, an official FIFA Pro red card. Probably because I was so annoying and he wanted me to stop harassing him. But uh, to all the haters, that's all I got to say to you. Get out. To start with some of the news and some of the game recap. Uh, like I said, it was already a pretty boring game. But I think we got really lucky that they had a lot of injuries up top and had a lot of the B team in. Early on, they had the chance with the younger Chara brother just skying it over from about 12 yards out. And then later in the match, they had a 2v1 that instead of passing or dribbling, they just take a shot 35 yards out. So I think we got lucky on multiple occasions and it really just came down to us conceding a silly goal on two different set pieces that were pretty much identical in two different halves. And then also JT Marcinkowski coming up big on some 1v1 saves. All right, for this next segment, I have to defend. Wait, I should probably get something before I start this. <clears throat> All right. Um, now, I understand if this was Rio Surfiero from last season, I would literally start a manhunt for them. And I'm probably going to be capping for my boy. But first off, I don't think the Tommy Thompson substitution is bad. I thought he helped us a ton. We had zero attack going down the right side. And that's just a fact. Espinoza was tucked in. Paul Marie hurt his ankle early in the game after we conceded because he kicked the scoreboard. Not the scoreboard, just like the side advertisement board. And his ankle was limping the whole game. Didn't make as many runs up. As soon as Tommy came in, we had an attack on the right side. Everything else was going down the left for pretty much the entire game. Unless it was a long ball or counter, then we'd find Espinoza. So we helped with that. And then, I'm telling you, the miss wasn't bad in live and on the replay at first. It looks bad, but if you really break it down, well, I made a small little quick breakdown. Let's watch that. Okay, like I 100% know I'm capping, but like, like just listen to this breakdown. Montero gives him a ball here, and then like he breaks through the space, and then he's smart enough to like fake the pass back to Montero to send like this guy further this way. Sends him there. So it's on, it's on his right foot. So he has to quickly switch to the left because there's no angle here. So then he's going to put it on his left and try and shoot here really quickly. But as it goes to the left, he sees him. Yeah, maybe a shot should have happened right here, but it's on the outside of his foot. I, and at this point, I, I 1 million percent know I'm capping for my boy. So he tries reopening right. But this is now covered by him. So we figured maybe I could sneak it in left if he's not assuming it anymore. But then everything's blocked. So again, I know I'm capping for- All I'm saying is Tommy Thompson, still the GOAT! I do a piece of news. Cade Cal is still yet to hear from the Mexico national team and was not called up by Greg Berhalter's June uh, or squad for the US men's national team. So you gotta wonder what's happening for Cade. 
it's really tough because I feel like the pull to Mexico was really kind of a stronghold to get Greg to pull some people up for this quote-unquote dual national uh, window, even though he called almost no dual nationals up. And Jabo didn't get called up. Now, the thing with Jabo though, is I don't know if he's looking for that U.S. men's national team. He might be looking for a different national team. But this is a really big bummer for Cade. I wonder if he even was in talks with Greg. But it's just, we got to hope for the kid and hope that he keeps improving and maybe he'll get a shot coming soon. But I don't see him playing for Mexico. The Mexico national team doesn't like any MLS players. They need a striker badly. And if they're not picking Chicharito, they're not going to pick a winger when those are two of their best positions right now. Then finally, the Calvo hate. It's just, I feel like it's just unjust. I feel like we just heard from other teams that everything was his fault. He became the scapegoat and we're already blaming him. This last game, I don't recall anything big, any big mistakes he makes. He makes a few runs forward. He's an aerial threat for us. He has some goals for us this season. He's definitely a leader. That's a no doubt about it. He controls the back line. I've been at the games. He's 30, 40 feet in front of me. I can see it. I can hear it. There's zero doubt he's been a leader. And I think he's been great for us. So I don't know why we're constantly hating on him. He leads the league in interceptions. So, I mean, yeah, some of them might be bad, but you're not, you're not just getting that stat for no reason. So the Calvo hate for me is just really unjust. Let's start with the negative, though. Christian Espinoza, again, I don't know if it was a tactical decision or him, but it really hurt us this game. His positioning was so poor. It was just so central. Like, he never went wide, and it wasn't until Tommy Thompson came in. I think that's just because they pair well together that we had an attack on that side. And also, Paul Marie, like I said earlier, hurt his ankle. But, man, everything had to go down to the left, and then it's just everything is still so direct. It has to be a hard cross in it's never taking someone on the shots aren't placed it's just let me hit it as hard as possible even the free kick he took it just was wasn't placed well it's just let me hit it really hard it's i need more from my dp and it's frustrating because i know he can give more i've seen it in the mls's back room he was taking players on he was going at the keeper directly not just down the byline i get part of it is probably tactics especially with just what we have but I, well, I need to see more from a dp player especially i think it's our second highest paid player third highest paid player I need to see more from Christian Espinosa. Cade Cal, he also had a bit of a stinker this game. Now, maybe because we were going down his side a lot, but it just wasn't explosive. And I, I just think it was a lot of the team and the game itself wasn't too dynamic. But I, I want to see a bit more from him, especially a kid that's really fine to get on the national team. Now, it's just one bad game. I thought he had a really good game in the last two games. And again, I didn't even think it was a bad game per se, but the biggest downside is the kid doesn't have a left foot. He refuses to use his left foot. And it's frustrating. There are multiple times where he'd get a ball slipped, and this is the last couple games, where a ball would get slipped in and he receives it on his right foot. But if he just received on his left, he can easily take the shot. But it just puts him in a bad position because his hips aren't open. It's just soccer one-on-one. And I just need that left foot to get developed a little bit more. But the kid works hard. We have to remember he's only 18, and finishing was a big problem of his. He worked on it all offseason. We saw an improvement now. He took a pretty bad shot this game. But... <laughs> You're going to take bad shots. It's I, I'm not fine with that. The kid will improve. Hopefully he keeps going, keeps going, and keeps going. The back line, the back line, especially Nothan, looked tired. Now, I know Nothan didn't play pretty much at all in those last, or really at all during the Open Cup games. But, man, we look tired in the back line. Just silly mistakes. I don't know what was happening. Maybe it was just the game and the craziness that was happening. But I just didn't understand what some of the decision making was and it just again i think we just look tired and we have a very rough schedule the next two or three weeks 
because now we got to play Sporting KC on Sunday. Thankfully, it's still a home game, but then we have, and this is like a short road game, so it's not that bad, but then we have to go up to SAC, and that'll probably be more of the B team, Quakes 2 guys, or the fringe Quakes 2, Quakes 1 guys. Uh, we got to open cup for Sacramento, and then we got to come back, I believe it's that Saturday, to play LAFC, and then we get a week off. And then we kind of get back to more of a regular schedule, but then, or we actually have a bye week after that, I believe, and then we can rest. But up until then, it's going to be a fight, and we really need to win all these games. It can't be draws. Well, obviously not the Open Cup, especially, but the Open Cup, I think that's our best chance of getting some silverware or some title or getting our name somewhere deep running there. So we have to go balls to the wall for that. And then if we just get three wins in a row, if we just get three wins in a row. Not only are we in the playoff contention, like talk again, we are actually in that bracket. Now we have a game ahead, um, more than some of the teams above us right now that are either level or a bit on points, a bit above on points. But if we just win two, three in a row, that nine point swing, the Western Conference is so close right now, especially because it's so early season. That will put us back into a four, five, six, seven spot instead of being in a 10, 11, 12 spot. Now for the positives of the game. Whew, Eric Ramady is shining under Coach Kobe. Just the Ramady special of all he has to do is play defense, not worry about offense, even though he gets up sometimes and has some good contributions. It's just great. He gets fouled. He wins the ball on defense. He's a workhorse. Utsen comes in for a little bit too, and it's great to see him back. That dynamic duo is going to be great. He covers the fullbacks when they're not there. And Calvo made a ton of runs up and Nothan. They were really switching and they would make runs forward. And immediately Ramadi had the intelligence just to go in the back line. And now he's part of the back line. He has that IQ to do that. He has the understanding, the reading of the game, the winning of the fouls. But most importantly, it allows Jackson Yule and Montero, Jamiro Montero, to get further up the pitch where they both succeed. I really don't think Jackson Yule is a center mid might be his best position. I think I'd like either a higher center mid or a deeper attacking mid. I think he just provides more when there's a little bit more safety behind him and he can just spray the ball and it's just easier options. And he doesn't have to break that extra line when he's in center mid. And the Montero, Montero, we all know how creative and crazy he is. So we can just get him further up too. And I think Romady really helps that. So romady has been shining. Oof. And let's start with that first goal. At first, it looked like a cross, and I remember saying, like, who's this going to? And then out of nowhere, Jackson Ewell says, Oh, I'm about to die, That's great from the captain, who I saw had tons of leadership during the game as well. When we went down, he was on everyone, let's go. Let's go. Come on, heads up, heads up. And he was just leading everyone, keeping it going, and then he strikes to level it to bring us back into this game. I absolutely love that from captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Oof, Montero, what a player. And it's seemingly now that Chofis is looks like he's going to leave and now that he's healthy, isn't even coming off the bench. Oh, man, Montero, Montero, Montero. The first goal, I, I had the perfect view. That, that, I can't explain what a great goal that was. That was the best goal of the night or the season for me so far. It was absolutely incredible. Yes, even over Tommy Thompson's goal. That was the best goal of the season. The low hard shot is the best shot in soccer and it's the most underrated. And he does it on the one time. He just opens his hips so simple. 
Cade Cal also got to give him credit after I was just slowing running using his pace and then what I love is he's running at the players that's what I need Christian Espinosa to do more and Cade Cal's been doing a really good job at it and when Vaco was here I think that's why Espinosa did better is because he had that type of partnership and then he plays a perfect Cade Cal plays a perfect ball to Montero opens up and just has a squeeze of finishes and the Montero's second goal I love it for two reasons. One, just the fight. Get in there. Want it more than them. That's absolutely what I want for my team. Beautiful to see. Also, Montero these last two games has three goals. And the reason is because of his high IQ. And Jackson got a goal for this too. And now Jackson's was a little bit different because J-Bo crossed it. But J-Bo's in the box and he's gained mark because it's only him up there. Even if Christian's staying a little bit more tucked in, it's usually just J-Bo in the box. And he's drawing defenders, drawing one, two at a time. He's going to that near post. And then the ball, usually from Espinosa, crosses and it goes over him. There's no one there. Montero has recognized that space and he's gone into it. And he scored three goals in the last two games because of it. Now, Jabo also likes to sag off a little bit when someone else is driving into the box. So his reading of the game is great. And now we have people feeding off of him as the chemistry is building. Well done by Montero to read that. Now for my unsung moment of the game. This has to go to Tommy Thompson's substitution and more clearly when his pass that led to Espinoza that then led to a cross at J-Bo flick into the Montero third goal. The reason it's Tommy for me is after Paul Marie kind of injured himself and Espinoza was so touched and we had zero attack on the right side. So the unsung moment is because a lot of people don't want to see Tommy Thompson and I get it's my boy so I'm kind of capping for him but he created a right side for us. He spread out the attack. He created more options, spread the defense thin. And it just gave us an opportunity and it led to a goal. So my unsung moment of the game goes to that Tommy Thompson moment. But Tommy Thompson as a whole that game. Now for my unsung player of the match. Eric Romady. It's not even a question in my mind. He is shining individually with his winning of the ball, winning of the fouls, getting the momentum to go up, covering for our teammates in the back line when they make runs forward, whether it be center backs or fullbacks on the counter attacks, slowing down attacks. Winning fouls for us. I know I've already said it, but it's that big of a deal. Slowing down play in the sense of letting people come back. Slowing down play in the sense of fouling the other team tactically. And allowing our other players to shine by having Yule and Jamero not have to worry about as much defensive responsibility. And letting them to go further up and push the team up in his work rate. Eric Romady, absolute star. My unsung player of the match. Finally, let's move on to some fan questions. Our first one comes from Michael B. Pastor asking, at what point do you give Coach Kobe the full job? Honestly, we have to wait the whole year. Have to wait the whole year. And and even that, maybe give him another interim for the start of next season. Or just, ah, God, if we give him the start of next season, probably go through another full season. But we got to see where we end up this year. If we just start falling off and then it's just nothingness and then we find a new coach, bring him in, but... If it's on this pace and I like what I'm seeing from the team and I like the changes, he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, give it to him at the end of the year. Give it to him at the end of the year. And I would I would let him, I would officially give it to him at the end of the year, but I would let him know five, six games before the end of the season, unless we've already clinched playoffs somehow. Hey, you're getting the job. Start planning your offseason stuff too. And obviously I wouldn't want them to work on that until the season's over, but... That way they can get a good off-season plan. That way we aren't going through the whole off-season being like, oh, maybe we'll find a coach and they don't make a plan for us. And then all of a sudden, boom, we don't have an off-season. So, but Coach Kobe is right there for me. Our final question comes from Ivan Lara 408 asking, do we need Ebobs to poach a bit more? Guys playing well, but we need someone in the box. 
No, no, I don't think so. I think he makes great runs when the wingers are coming in. And I think he does a good job of being negative. I don't want him just going in and filling in that Wando role we had because then it's just going to turn into the crossing show again where we just go down the line and cross it every time. I like our crosses right now because they felt tactical. And a lot of the other times we're trying to break through the lines or play a lot smaller passes. I really like the creativity in the attack. I feel like if he's just being a poacher, quote unquote, we're not using him as much, especially when he's coming and receiving the ball as a target man. And he makes so many dummy runs for us. And that's why, again, Montero has scored three in the last two. It's because of Jabo. Now, I know Jabo crossed for his goal, his first goal this game. But a lot of time, it's Jabo making that near post run, takes two defenders. Montero's been open back post. So it's been absolutely lovely what Jabo is. I don't think he needs to change his game. I think we need to adapt to Jabo more. If anything, get him the ball more in the box. His shots are crazy. Get him a little bit more outside the box. Let him rip it a bit more. If anything, I want Jabo to keep his game how it is. But I like the idea.